good, y'all? It's another episode of Blue Dope, and today I have a mompreneur that also is a fashion stylist, designer, you name it, she's doing it, model, right? There's so many other things we could add. She might be either changing or just revealing what it's like to be a mother nowadays, a housewife nowadays, and y'all might know her as the modern housewife. <laughs> I got none other than Shaquita Garcia. How you doing, Shaquita? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yes, no doubt. Thanks <laughs> for coming through. I heard Cleveland's in the building. Yes, Cleveland is in the building. <laughs> I don't know why we always try to figure it out, but we have the most listeners in the state of Ohio and I say that meaning what? I am born and raised in New York right we've had only I think maybe one other guest that actually came from Cleveland and I'm always happy to have these conversations with Ohio I figure Ohio has to be a, a, pla- a place where just hustlers live because people are trying to learn the game huh. so you 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 represent thank you but I think all the hustlers actually leave Cleveland. That's that's the vibe that I that's what I've been hearing. And I don't know, maybe that's the connection, right? Yeah. Are they trying to figure out what's going on in New York, what's going on over here? So it's funny that you say that because um my husband and I were packing up hat orders the other night and every time I would finish a box, he'd be like, Oh, where is this where is this going? I kid you not, not not one box was going to New York. Oh wow. Every it was like the most southern states like florida new orleans um we even had barbados so i was just like i find that wild but i feel like most people love the flavor in new york and even though maybe they can't live here or they may want just a piece of new york that's why most of my customers are elsewhere nice because I think everyone kind of feels about you. You give a very New York vibe. And they yeah. see you online, walking around New York City. Right. It just feels almost assumed that, all right, she's from New York. Right. But talk to me about Cleveland. Because I, I don't know too much <laughs> about it. What was your childhood like? What was it like growing up in Cleveland? Um. Well, honestly, I grew up in the hood. Okay. <laughs> um, How hood? Like, was this uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony hood? That kind of hood. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Um, I am from 105. Okay. Uh, Uh So, yeah, (laughs) that is true Bone Thugs territory. Okay, okay. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I, um, you know, it's much different than the kind of childhood that my kids have. You know, it's typical, you know, going outside to play, ride your bike kind of vibes. Yeah. but I mean, if I could be honest, I don't really feel like I had that much of a childhood okay. um, because, you know, my mom had to work a lot. So, you know, I'm the oldest of three. I had to, you know, watch my brother and sister all the time. So uh-huh. um, were they close in age to you or you were like there's a gap where you were a little there's bit a older? Gap. So I'm seven years older than my brother. Got it. So, yeah, you were definitely the babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> all day. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, but you know, when it comes to, you know, the hood vibes, I've seen and experienced and been exposed to some stuff you wouldn't even believe, but you know, the, the reality is like you see it and you, you feel like, okay, well, you know, this is not what I want for me, um, in the long run you know i've i've dated drug dealers and all kind of shit you know and yeah. it's really like sis like you want to really go down for this guy because that's not that's wow. not true that's not your vibe they're like so. you'll hold this <laughs> i don't know the statute of limitations or anything you did but <laughs> i ain't do shit okay. i ain't do shit <laughs> like i i did not collaborate i did not nothing i did it <laughs> no but you know how it is you can legit i mean when we're talking about black people in yeah. general you could be riding in the car with somebody Facts. and not even know Facts. what's going on. So I can give you a prime example. Back in the day, like when I first, back in the day, when I first moved to New York, um, my dad, I was going home to visit Cleveland and um, he picked me up from the bus station. Mm-hmm. And at the time he was driving a Benz and we had this street called Carnegie so it's it's a wide street like maybe four lanes on each side almost kind of like a highway um and we were heading to like get some breakfast or whatever and this cop pulled us over and I was like daddy 
And he's like, I don't know what's up. So pulls us over and he said that he saw my dad make a left hand turn from the far right hand lane. <laughs> okay. For over four eight lanes. You made you him feel turn me? over eight lanes. You yeah. feel me? Uh-huh. He just wanted to see what was going on in that Benz. So sure enough, um, full-on interrogation. Wow. Asked my dad to step out of the car, put him in handcuffs, laid him on the sidewalk. Wow. I mean, bananas. Yeah. He comes to the passenger side. So at the time I was carrying a bright pink suitcase. Yeah. It was in the back seat. And he's like, So what's in the pink suitcase? Closed. I'm not trying to hide nothing. Closed. Can I, sh- can I show you? Yeah. But he wanted to see my ID. He wanted to know the relationship. That's my dad, yeah. yo. And you got him out here handcuffed for no reason. Yeah. Long story short, um, they let us go because they, they thought my dad was someone else. Got it. Yeah. But Fit the description, quote unquote. Right. Yeah. So again, here I am, you know, 22 years old, getting interrogated by the cops. Them assuming that I'm a part of some shit that I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, and it's your pops. Yeah, and he wasn't doing shit either. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just think I'm just watching cars ride by. My dad is laying on his stomach on the sidewalk, and he didn't do anything. Yeah. So that's my thing. I was just like, you know, I miss me with this shit. Like, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to go back yeah. Yeah. and you know live live my life in bright lights. That's it. <laughs> did, did you feel like you grew up almost wanting to escape Cleveland? Because I always felt growing up in Brooklyn, that was always my plan. Like, I got to leave Brooklyn. That's I, I literally spoke to my dad about that this morning um, because uh, he was headed to take my stepsister to college. And mm. I was like, I remember the day you dropped me off at college and I knew I wasn't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was really the last day. I had my mind made up. I was like, wow. I'm never going back. Wow. And I stayed in college. I did I did it in five, not four. Okay. Um, but I was in college for five years and then I graduated in May. In August I was in New York. And and just for everyone who doesn't know your story, your parents didn't want you to leave they the area before. So you had to go to college locally. Yep. Is it different for your stepsister now? Did she get to go away? Or? Um, I guess. I mean, <laughs> but I was I was epileptic at the time. Okay. I was a sick kid, so you know, I wanted to actually go to college in New York, and they were like, "You bugging?" Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like who, who's watching you? <laughs> I remember my grandmother was like, "I don't know nobody in New York," yeah. and I was like, "Who are you supposed to know?" Like, I, I got it, but they're just like, "Nah, you you gotta stay." So how did that impact your childhood? And were you like born epileptic? Like, was it always a thing for you? No. So I was um, I was diagnosed at 13, which is kind of wild because, um, you know, for the most part, I was a healthy kid. And uh, my mom had actually found me on the floor one morning. I was up getting ready for school. It was Valentine's Day. I'll never forget it because I had my first boyfriend. Wow. And he... Oh, you thought you was going to the dance or something. Listen, <laughs> I look, I had my fit laid out. I was like, I'm going to do my little face show this morning. It was a whole thing. Yeah, and yeah. ended up having a seizure. But wow. um, my mom found me uh, laying on the floor in the bathroom. And they, you know, they, we literally were just talking about this story recently because... My son, um, my son's school believed they observed him have a seizure wow. last week. So, you know, just ended up going down that rabbit this hole. Role. Just that, yes, yeah. yes. Um, so my mom said when we got into the emergency room, um, they assumed that I was on drugs. At thirteen, yeah. Yeah. What kind of drugs they thought? This is is this normal yo, activity in Cleveland? No. Are you, so the funny thing is, I asked my mom the same thing. I said, "What kind of drugs, mom?" And she said, "Shit, I don't know. Crack, I don't know. Because <laughs> we didn't know what kind of drugs people were doing. Yeah, yeah. So you know, some laced weed, fentanyl. <laughs> but she said it even like." What she kept saying, like my my daughter's thirteen, she's not into things like that. And yeah. they're like, "Well, they're Do you, know you know your daughter." <laughs> your your kid gets into th- into things you don't know about all the time. That's crazy, you know. And she's like, "But I know my kid; she's not on drugs." That's crazy. So it's so talking about a mother's intuition. My mother had never seen anyone have a seizure before; didn't know anything about it, right? And out of nowhere, she told me she was like, "Stick your tongue out," because you know, like mm. when you when you have seizures, you bite down on your tongue. 
And she said, my tongue was all bitten up. And then she was like, she had a seizure. Wow. So then that's when they started to change their narrative about me because they kept saying that they just needed to figure out how to get me well because I was a drug addict. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> that is so wild. At 13. At 13. That's crazy. So, a- again, I just thought that was a miraculous story in itself because she was like, I don't know what made me ask you yeah. to stick your tongue out, but I just did it. And so, she had no medical training. None. No, got you. But the medical trainers, the yeah, people yeah, with yeah. the medical training. They just assume it's drugs. <laughs> we in Cleveland. She's 13. It's it's drugs. That's wild. Completely. Yeah. So one thing that's wild to me is that you said you were epileptic. Yes. So I'm not too privy to that condition. Mm-hmm. How do you get past that? Like, what did you have to do to not be epileptic anymore? Um. So it was by happenstance. Um, I got pregnant with my son and no, sorry, <sighs> complete mis- misstep. I got pregnant in January of 2016 and I lost that baby wow. and I couldn't figure it out. Cause you know, everybody who had told me that they had a miscarriage, they were like this, these kinds of things just happen. And this is the first time you were pregnant? Yes. Okay. And I was just like, but it for me, it just felt like something had happened that caused it. So I started digging a little bit and I was on um, a medication for seizures at the time. And I found out that it was unsafe for unborn fetuses. Wow. So I decided to wean myself off the medicine against the doctor's orders. Yeah. And then I went to see a specialist and I said, okay, I currently have epilepsy. What are the chances that my my child will get it if I get pregnant? And she told me, well, about 25%. And I said, well, that's not low enough for me, so what can I do? So she said, the best thing you can do is probably take a whole mess of folic acid, as much as you can take. I went on Amazon. <laughs> I found the highest dose wow. of folic acid that I can find, and that's how I ended up curing myself. It turned out that I had a folic acid deficiency, and that's why I was epileptic. wow so no so you went through x amount of years i'm 30 now wow so 17 years of tests i mean i can't tell you the amount of times i went that's crazy and all i needed to do was eat some more spinach yeah yeah (laughs) that's pretty wild was it that was a new york doctor who told you to get that folic acid up yeah there you go so, <laughs> you here now. You here now. We good. <laughs> no more seizures. <laughs> Everything's chilling. You went through a whole mess for nothing. I wouldn't for say for nothing. Because well, you know what? I feel like also um, just having that experience, not even trying to like big up, you know, epilepsy, mm. but just having that like level of responsibility on my back from, you know, my own health. Um, I'm not even, I've, I've never had alcohol, you know, because I've, when you're epileptic, you can't drink, you can't drive. Um, you have a whole mess of restrictions because mm. under the influence, like, it could be fatal. See, so, see I'm, I'm ignorant. I just thought you couldn't play video games and stuff because that's how I used to look at it as a kid, right? Because they got the warnings in the video games right, and certain things, right. places you go. I mean, that is true. You can't go uh-huh. to SeaWorld because things are just too bright and wilding. Like, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so it's all of that. So you yeah. missed out on a lot. I did, but not that bad. Okay, okay. So that's why I'm like, you know, just being in college and watching everybody drinking and getting drunk or whatever, you know, just being on the outside looking in, I had to be high on life. I didn't have, I couldn't, you know, depend on alcohol to make me lose and free and dance (laughs) or whatever. You know, I had to find joy like within myself to kind of get the vibes so do you drink now or no you just i still don't drink i'm just like what's the purpose nice nice (laughs) nice so i want to go back to just growing up because i want to put in the fashion side right yeah so what was it like being in the middle of cleveland right what was your fashion sense as a child what did it look like around you fashion wise like what were the trends that were out there with that you're just like yo y'all were bugging trends yeah and what was dope back then like because for me for instance i remember when guest jeans were popping when i was yeah, a junior yeah need some guest jeans need the tims but what was it like fashion wise for cleveland and 
did you kind of veer away from what other people were doing? I feel like I was more into labels back in the day than I am now. Because, okay. um, you know, I come from a background of fashion. So my grandfather was a tailor. My father is a designer and a stylist. Nice. Um, so I pretty much like kind of inherited his mind. Nice. So, um, you know, I followed his lead. So I'm all about like, you know, menswear for women. Like I was just super inspired. Like I used to see him putting together like, um, cause if you take a look at my style, like it's, um, it's very right and left. Either mm. I'm super feminine or I'm super like, I don't, I just, the word comes, that comes to mind is dope. You know, I yeah, wear baggy yeah. jeans with right a corset, you know, <laughs> just like, you know, super like yeah. tough and rough. But, um, that part of it came from inspiration from my dad, just seeing him like one minute rocking, you know, Ralph Lauren, like polos mm. or whatever and then on the flip side he had the wool ralph lauren suit like okay, so it was okay. like you know like night and day sign, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. so like to see somebody like so hood you know because that's <laughs> true like you know the dudes yeah, yeah. with the y'all from brooklyn yeah 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 so exactly. yeah the ralph lauren like polos with the you jeans and the tims you know yeah. so that's when like so that was to the cleveland see him, flavor too that was the right there too. Uh -huh. but again my dad always followed like new york style gotcha. so that's no ne it's never been like a trend thing for him okay. um okay. so that was always me too like i just mm. mar marched to the beat of my own drum but don't get me wrong you know i was into the true religions okay. and um but to a certain extent i ain't do baby fat and all that i ain't do that, <laughs> <laughs> I, ain't do that. <laughs> I, I was a big iceberg guy and then after uh, Vizu, i kind of slowed down i was just like you know i can't keep when these brands pop like but polo for instance that's mm -hmm. a classic right other brands they come and then they go and it's just, i just spent all this money on all these 400 dollars sweaters with tweety bird and Sylvester <laughs> on it and i can't wear them no more <laughs> <laughs> it's true so i mean for me i just kind of like adapted like a classic style a classic shaquita style mm. i guess um where i just wear what i like nice and that's about it um i was bullied for it but mm. i wore what i liked you were bullied for, for just for that yeah yeah do you feel bullied nowadays oh Nah. <laughs> nah, nah, you passed that. Cause you just... I, I don't care what nobody say about gotcha. me now. Gotcha. You know, I just feel like, um, again, uh, New York has allowed me to kind of like step into that. I don't know, like my own flavor. Nice. I just, I feel like back then I kind of like watered myself down. Like I would step out, okay. but it would it wouldn't be too much. Got I don't want to be too loud. Got it. But now you could be loud and everyone's cool with it. Listen, <laughs> it's some people aren't cool with it. That's yeah. okay. I mean, because again, I'm on the internet a lot. Like, even somebody just said to me yesterday, like, did a blind person teach you how to dress? And Aww. I was like, oh, that's, that's cute. cute. Aren't yeah. you a little ray of sunshine? <laughs> that's, funny. that's funny. No, I'm just like, because you mad, why? Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's the thing. Like, um, that's just my vibe in general. Like, all the people who bully me, again, when you get bullied, you don't even forget who they are. I, I know all their names, first and last <laughs> names. Like, I remember them because those people picked yeah. on you every day. Yeah. So, you don't forget them. Yeah. And now, I just kind of want to, like, take them into my bosom. I'm like, what was wrong? Yeah. You know, what happened? Yeah. What palms, like, what were you displacing and trying to put on yeah. me? Yeah. yeah. Like, what was going on at home? Yeah. Something was. Something was. <laughs> Now, did you end up going to school for fashion or did you kind of like, were you that driven by fashion or what other roads did you almost take? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Because I just, I feel the only regret because I don't, I normally don't have regrets because I do everything with intention, but I wanted to go to school for fashion in New York. I, mm -hmm. That was truly in my heart of hearts what I wanted to do. Um, I got accepted to Parsons twice. Wow. <laughs> Once beforehand, before, like right after high school. Um, and my parents told me no because it was, you know, 
too far. Because you need some folic acid. Yes, I needed folic acid. <laughs> um, but I ended up going to Kent State University, which was the second best fashion school in the country. Okay. Um, FIT is first. Yes. It, no, third, actually. So um, I ended up switching majors after the first year. Really? Because I I didn't have the discipline. Okay. Um, in the in the fashion program, it was very strict. You know, like when it came to sewing, you had to like wash your hands in between like uh, seams. Like it was it was a lot. Okay. And I just I didn't have the discipline. I was wow. just like I don't want to do this. Wow. Um, and really mainly because I didn't know why I was doing it. So that was the thing. Um, like even when my kids now, like I. I used to work for a celebrity stylist a little while back and he used to say to me all the time, know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Mm. And I was just like, that's deep because a lot of people just like walk through shit and not really know why. So like my kids, I don't ever just tell them like, do it because I said so. Okay. You, you need to know why I'm telling you to do it. So you'll understand that it's not just, just do, you yes. know, understand it so you'll want to do it and i watched my dad get dressed but i didn't watch the process of the clothes being made or anything like that because didn't nobody say like well if you want to be into fashion then this is what you probably need to be you know looking at as well because if you want to be a designer this is what it's going to take it's not just putting on clothes um so i ended up switching my major to costume design which honestly I feel like the fashion program could have taken me a little bit further than I am right now. But fashion, I mean, costume, it brightened my horizons to something so much bigger. Um, Because now I can actually say that I'm a well-rounded designer. Because fashion is fashion, um, but it doesn't really force you to step outside of your zone and like... um, explore other options so like with costume design in particular i designed jewelry i designed i did millinery Mm. i did scene painting so like i'm a full-on artist now i took photography i took playwriting so everybody like on instagram they're like you're a great fucking writer and i'm like yeah because i wrote plays (laughs) (laughs) these reels aren't just reels guys (laughs) you know and the visuals the composition like that's not something that you just pick up you like i studied it so that was my thing like now i have the capacity to be able to do everything myself i don't have to hire nobody if i don't want to because i know what shit's supposed to look like visually i know how to write my own stuff nice so um I regret not going as far as I could have in the fashion program, but um, I I love that I chose costume. I mean, it adds that uniqueness that translates to everything else. So, I mean, it sounds mm-hmm. like that was the right path at the end of the day, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's certain <laughs> things that, you know, I still am like, I'm a little shaky on that. Okay. You know, like, um, I could sew really well, but like my pattern making skills is kind of wacky. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, damn, I should have like, I should have paid more attention in class. And then I just. I, I dropped out of that. Gotcha. I was like, I can't do it, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. So I do regret, like, not doing more of that. Now, when it comes to what you did study with the costume side, were there certain individuals that really just influenced you more than others? Do you have, like, favorites out there that you still kind of go to their historic work to pull from? Um. Well, I always... Ha- Again, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Grace Jones. Mm. Um, she is just an icon in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, her music, but her style is... It's just so, like, raunchy, but so, like, bold and daring. Mm. And I was actually telling my friend the other day, I was like, I love the fact that, uh, for me, my style has no limits. I'll try whatever, okay. you know? Um, and I love to do shit that's out of the box yeah, you know but yeah. still like make a statement it's not wacky it's still done with intention. it's a vibe yes yeah. <laughs> um and june ambrose of course mm. um i mean <laughs> need not to say more yes. but yes. you know i had the opportunity to meet her last year and i mean it was such a vibe she was just like 
she was a fan of mine and I'm like, wow. yo, you wow. bugging. Don't say that out loud. <laughs> Don't say how, that out loud. How did that even happen? Was that like fashion week or something? Like how did no. you connect? No. So her daughter was, um, she was doing a collaboration with Cloudy Donuts in Brooklyn. Okay. Nice. And uh, June said she was going to be there. So I was like, well, I'm going to meet my girl. I'm going to meet her. <laughs> you know, I'm, I mean, I had been to Cloudy Donuts before. So, you know, again, it's donuts. I'm yeah. going to go for the donuts yeah. too. Yeah. But, I was legit walking down the block and I didn't even see her at first, but she was, they had like these little tree things and they have like, uh, I don't know what you call it, like a gate around it or whatever. Okay. So she's standing up on the gate and then I see her with the phone, like recording me walking down. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I was like, oh my God, June, is that you? That's sick. That's dope. So it was, I mean, we had the opportunity to chat and, you know, she was just like, um, she called me her muse. I was just, I was done. Wow. I was like, I don't have to meet nobody else. Wow. I mean, and not only did you meet her, but that's inspirational. Yeah. Wow. For sure. I mean, because, you know, she's like, New York is, um, like, the style is so dark. And she was like, you always dress so colorful. And she's like, you know, you're you're my my colorful muse. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> amazing amazing so you you just collecting people of that are inspired by you because i heard you talk somewhere else about tabitha brown like she's she's she loves your style yeah right yeah um also uh patricia field who is the costume designer for um sex in the city wow so i run into her in my neighborhood all the time wow. and always she's just like you have such great style <laughs> nice nice <laughs> if that's not a reason to keep doing what you're doing yes i'm just like um you know i i feel like in in love and and in confidence i'm rich but i'm mm. like when is the rest of it gonna pay off <laughs> you know yeah yeah it's coming i've been out here hustling for years yeah. like i've been a designer before you yes. can even call yourself a designer wow so wow. that's how i'm just like when 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 <laughs> to go back in the timeline you finished college in ohio you said you you were running from cleveland you knew you weren't going back to the house yeah how did you end up in new york and then what were kind of like your first jobs coming out of college okay so um i worked through college so i was working at jc penny and at victoria's secret <laughs> at yeah. the same time so over the summer, um, JCPenney invited me back for um, uh, the location in Richmond Mall. And I remember one day um, my friend Alex called me. So we used to go to high school together. And he was already living in New York because he was older than me. Um, and he was like, yo, uh, my job is hiring for an assistant designer. Do you want it? And I was like, when? When? Yeah. And he was like, well, you got to start on Monday. It was Wednesday. Okay, yeah. I was like, yes, yeah, so I, this is this is me to my manager. I, I wanted to put in my two-week notice, but I don't have two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Sunday's my last so day. So I quit that day. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I packed like, up all time? my stuff. Um, I had it shipped um, in those fancy garment mm-hmm. boxes with mm-hmm. the hangers on. Garment on hanger. <laughs> um, and then um, I slept on um, an air mattress in his living room. Wow. Mm-hmm. And how would you know this kid? <laughs> uh, so we we used to go to high school together. He was That's from wild. Cleveland, too. That's wild. And he was already up here. Yep. He, wow. So, I, I mean, again, I always give him the credit because I was just like, if it weren't for him, I wouldn't wow. be here because I was constantly online like looking for jobs in new york every day and i didn't know how i was gonna do it you know um because again i dropped out of fashion school yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so you i had the fashion connects you right, didn't have the internships, right so i'm like you know do i work as a costume designer you know at playhouse square downtown or you know until i can get it together or what so you know he pretty much saved me he was my bridge to new york wow and um i've been here since wow were you the only one on the mattress over there or was that like a so safe actually <laughs> you know he had a roommate at the time okay. and it w- it just ended up being a crazy crazy story <laughs> but his roommate ended up having a crush on me oh boy and she had a girlfriend at the time and then you know they got into it because i was just like I- i'm not i'm not really into her 
So, you know, her girlfriend got mad and then wow. she ended up moving out. So then that became my room. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you upgraded. You, you got to the whole room. got a suite now. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. And then after that, like, you know, I just started, I started making good money. And then I decided to like move out up okay. to Harlem. So you did the Harlem thing. Yes, I did Harlem for a little bit. Uh, and then um, my husband came around and then I moved down to LES. So got you, mm-hmm. got you. So I wanted to understand that's a, a good transition, right? Yeah. Because you're known as the modern housewife. Mm-hmm. What exactly does that mean to you? And how did that transition kind of come in play? All right. So it took me a little while to own this name. Yes. Because uh, I was working on Wall Street uh, when I gave birth to my son and we had a nanny and all of a sudden, she called me while I was at work, and she was like, I want to talk to you when you get home. So I'm like, this can't be good. Yeah. You so dropped she, the baby? Like, what you did? She quit. <laughs> <laughs> she quit. And she was pretty much the only, like, affordable one, wow. because I was just like, I don't know what we're going to do now, yeah. because we were barely making ends meet wow. with her, period. Yeah. So I'm like, anybody more expensive than her, like, we're not going to be able to eat. And this is um, on, this baby number one? Baby one. Wow. Yes. Um, so, you know, he was just like, just, just quit your job. I got you. And I was like, what you mean you got me? And he was like, don't worry about paying your half of the bills. I got it. Yeah. Now, any other girl, or maybe not, but any other girl would probably be like, oh, smooth. I stay home and take care of the baby. Me, it took me a little while to kind of like receive that because I'm like, I'm not going to be making my own money anymore. So, would you own me now? Yeah. Would you own me now? <laughs> I'm your first. wife. I got your last name, but you don't own me, you know? <laughs> Babe, I love you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that was just, I, I had a job since I was 15 years old. Yeah, yeah. I had always made yes. my own money. Yes. So, now to try to transition from corporate mm. to now being a stay-at-home mom and a housewife. Yes. Where they do that at? <laughs> I mean, again, for some, that's the dream. Yes. Not for me. Yeah. I like to have my own little stash. You know, if I want to go okay. shopping, I can. Okay. That's that's my thing. Okay. So, you know, it got to a point where I had to ask him, like, hey, babe, you know, is it enough money in the account for me to get a tea from Starbucks? Oh, wow. Like, that's how yeah, yeah, yeah. real it, it had got. Wow. And I was like, yo, this... This doesn't work for me. Yeah. This doesn't work for you. Like, whoa. Yeah. Where do, how do we, how do yeah. we get here? Yeah. And then now we questioning, like, did we even think this through? Like, we got a whole baby, you know? <laughs> and I mean, thank God, you know, I was breastfeeding at the time. So again, you don't have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> you had to buy some like, that was one expense. <laughs> Take a kid. <kiff>. Right. <laughs> you ain't got to feed the baby too much. Just, uh-huh. you know, put them on. But. <laughs> but then that's when i started hustling wow. so i at legally the time, legally legally, legally <laughs> i ain't do shit <laughs> that's a story she's sticking with it but uh yeah i started hustling i started my own uh magazine it okay. was called uh modern housewives wow. uh so i would put moms around the city on the cover and wow. they would tell their story Nice. In motherhood, we would talk about what their business and um, what have you. It was basically like a, a little Bible for mm-hmm. moms. It was like recipes, hacks, everything in there. And then I started to think like all these other moms have businesses and mm-hmm. I don't. So at the time, I wasn't doing my clothing brand. Okay. And uh, it was bothering me a little bit because I'm like, this is probably what's missing okay. out of my life is that I'm not designing anymore. Um, so in 21, so no, that's after baby two. Okay. Because we got pregnant with baby two on, on mistake. Okay. She showed up. Okay. Still don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so again, 
this was December. That's why I told y'all during these months, I tell my husband, back up. Yeah, back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, because you, you fertile myrtle. Listen, <laughs> at this is. time of year, for some reason, I don't know if it's, you know, like, because we booed up. And, yeah. 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 But I'm like, season. back up off me because, you know, my son and, their, and daughter, their birthday is August and September. Got you. You got Virgos at home? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a Virgo. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> End of August. <laughs> That's who is that? My daughter or my son? One of them, one but of they one. both crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, one of them on the cusp, <laughs> and one of them full Virgo. Wait, wait, what's your birthday? August twenty fourth. Oh, my son's is the thirtieth. Okay, he's close. It, he's yeah, close. he's the Virgo. There you go. Okay. All right, you nice. Yeah, yeah my yeah, son. Yeah. Boy Virgos are cool. We cool. Yeah, yeah. My 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 daughter. Yeah, yeah. Got you. Not so much. Got you. But yeah, so. Baby number two happens. Yes. And you in the form formally and all these the businesses starting to flow and boom, you're pregnant again. One thing I wanted to ask you about though is yeah. I know you suffered post mom depression, right? Yeah. I wanted to even ask, how'd you end up with a second one after going through that the first time? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well <clears throat> that's okay. Listen, I just want to tell you that my story has so many layers, yeah, and I, I don't even know if we have the time. I know, but we I like this layer, though, and, and I'm going to share why. I'm going to just tell you why, too. Okay. When I have three kids, when my wife and I had number two, mm-hmm. we came to that same decision where we realized when you look at how expensive child care is yeah. in New York and most cities, yeah. you got to make that decision yep. because do you either have pay top dollar for a stranger Yep. If it's one on one, or even if it's in a group setting like these daycares where it's not one on one, right? And you have three people in a room of twenty, right? <laughs> yes. Or do you kind of change things a little bit to be able to have yourself be there and in tune and part of their daily life to nurture, to teach, and do all the things from birth? Exactly. And it's a it's a hard decision that I think some young couples are faced with mm-hmm. right and just young young in marriage like yeah. once you decide hey we having kids you can think and plan everything you want but that reality of just what it is you yeah. got to make those decisions on the fly so that's my personal thing so i i, I definitely like this this con- conversation because i'm hearing it from your side because I was, I was i'm the husband on on my side right, over here right and not necessarily you know my wife voiced a lot of things to me during that time yeah but it's understanding the other side of that dynamic yeah for sure um what was the question again just just you went to so now you got baby number two i wanted to ask how do you even end up with baby number oh, two right, having right. postpartum you said it was a it was a oopsie. it was a oopsie was you an know oopsie. new year's eve got a little turn uh-huh, uh-huh. no no, no alcohol at all well, at least for you listen <laughs> but again i'm high off life uh-huh. so i'm going that's with the it. flow uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um but yeah that's uh that so <sighs> that's why I said my story has so many layers because when I first arrived in New York for that fashion job, yeah. um, the very first one and pretty pretty much the only one, I think, um, I arrived my first day on the job and the uh, creative director at the time who was my boss, um, I introduced myself. Hi, I'm Shaquita Harvey because that's my maiden okay. name at the time. Uh, Shaquita. That, that name's too ghetto. Y'all find something else to call her. Oh, gosh. They gave you the Calandria? <laughs> what did they change your name to? Cat. What? Cat. Cat? Cat. Cat. C-A-T. Yeah, like the, the animal. <laughs> okay. My, my middle name was Catrice. Okay. And they shortened that. They even shortened that. Yeah. They didn't like Catrice. <laughs> nah, Catrice was still too much for them. So, wow. as you can see, I moved to New York. This was, again, fresh out of college. Yeah. I'm young, you yeah. know? And they tell me my name is too ghetto. That's crazy. So I was, you know, I had an identity crisis. I did not, and I didn't know I was going through an identity crisis until, you know, well after. But I was, I wouldn't even give people my real name when I got tea at Starbucks. Wow. I was telling them cat. You was cat everywhere. Yes. I changed my name on my resume, everything. Because I was just like, maybe this is why, because when I ended up leaving that job, um, no, they laid me off because I was having too many seizures. 
Wow. So, um, wow. Yeah, just a piece Is of shit. Is that even shit. legal? It's not. That's not the legal. whole thing. Yeah. You the, talk about when it's gonna pay a, off. I would have been rich yeah. by now. If you if you just hit that lawsuit button. Did this, was this company big enough for an HR department or not really? Yes, they okay. had an HR. Wow. And HR knew. Got it. Got it. That's crazy. So anywho. Um, I, I just gotta ask, do you think this is something a lot of black women go through, at least then, still go through now? Oh, do you hear stories about this all the time? Is this even a question? I, I want to hear it. I yeah. absolutely wow. think so. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you because now that I work for myself, um, you know, I design, um, which is one portion of, you know, my income. And then the other is the influencing. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to influencing, you have to fight. Mm. Like, I'm not with an agency. So, people feel like they can give you whatever kind of price they want to give you. No. And it's like, yo, no. have you seen my content? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is stories. So, it's like, you know, for you to feel like you can lowball me, I, I really do feel like, especially, and again, I, I don't even like to talk about this much, but it's like, but when you see other people, um, and they have paid them much more and they're not the same color as you, it's, it's disturbing because I'm like, you laid out the red carpet for her, but I had to fight you tooth and nail just to give you, get, get half of what I was asking for. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I don't, to be honest with you, people can fight and say that they're all for equality all they want, but I don't necessarily feel like that part of it is going to change yeah. um because especially for for black like black women we run the world mm. and i feel like you know <clears throat> is this a safe space <laughs> <laughs> this is a safe space <laughs> this is a safe space because i didn't ask before if i'm allowed to curse and i'm allowed been to do whatever you want you can curse you good. <laughs> but i just feel like up top like to look down on us and say, nah, we're not going to pay her that. Nah. And I don't like, because again, these are the ones who's, they're running the companies. Yeah. Yeah. So your Porsche is looking different. And we we saw Taraji talk about it, right? Yeah. We're, and people think this is Taraji. Like, no, it's, it's real. A, it's the same thing. And I, when I watched that, I almost felt, I felt sad for us mm. like in general because i feel like we're always gonna have to fight um and again you could speak out if you want to but it's like is is that even worth it yeah. you know because do they really see all the work that you you put in i i just i i just i don't know you might not have the answer but i still gotta ask how do you think we change that narrative what do you think it's going to take? I don't, I honestly don't think it's going to change. Um, I always, just for me personally, I just feel like if they want to work with me, they'll pay it. But I don't, um, I don't sell my soul for a dollar. Um, and I just feel like, um, you know, I would have to really, really, really believe in the brand. And that's why I work with a lot of small businesses okay. um, who, you know, they send earrings, bags, whatever, and whatever they can afford to pay, I accept it because I'm like, you know, I'm just trying to help, like, the next black woman come up. Mm. But these large corporations, I'm not going to let you pay me that when I know you have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That part. It's Are there. you kidding me? It's going other places. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you want that, because again, essentially, um, influencing is marketing. So if you want that, and again, talk about the vibes. Everybody wants the Shaquita vibe. Yes. They want me in the building. They want me wearing all these fancy clothes or whatever the case, but you don't want to pay for it. Yeah. So make that make sense. Yeah. Because if you feel like you're brand will be boosted or your business will be boosted by my presence or what have you why wouldn't you pay top dollar for that thanks i'm just curious to know like why two plus two ain't adding up to four that's it i'm gonna pull back to the original question yes. about 
you, you you said it. You eventually had you embraced being this housewife, right? Yeah. But then I kind of started off. You're you're either changing what that looks like, or you're revealing what the modern housewife looks like. So, at what point did you realize that there was a purpose for you in that? So that's where I was going with the whole name thing. Um, so I ended up uh, hitting rock bottom when I got postpartum depression. Just very, very dark space, crying every day, just not knowing like where I was, if I was coming or going, you know, just trying to figure out like who I am. But then that's when I started to realize like you're Shaquita, but you're not even going by your own name. So then I'm looking down at this baby, you know, it's just me and him because my husband's at work and I'm just like, what would he say to me if he saw me like this confused, not knowing who I was. So that's why I I had to pick myself up by the bootstraps and just um, figure out who the fuck I was. Were you hiding that from your husband at first? Or did you kind of just let him know early on, like, this is what I'm feeling? I felt his frustration, but I didn't know what was wrong with me. Wow. Because I did go to my six-week appointment, and all they do is slide you a piece of paper and say, like, do you you feel these things? Six weeks after you had your baby, that it doesn't always kick in right then. Um, you have to legit be like full on mommyhood by yourself or whatever the case. Baby so crying, really, yes. waking up, you and not sleeping with during their nap. Exactly. So that's yeah. not something you feel six weeks after. Um, so I didn't know I had postpartum depression until two we- two years after that. Oh my gosh. Because I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I had no idea. So in that time, did it take a toll on your marriage? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And, you know, we went through a really like tumultuous time during that time. Yeah. Um, because my mom had tried to tell me ahead of time. She was like, I know you think you know everything, but just understand that when you give birth to that baby, you have to still give a certain level of attention to your husband. And the baby would cry. We would be in mid conversation. The baby would cry. I'm out. Yeah. And not really fully assessing his feelings in the moment. Like he missed his wife a little bit. Right yeah. There. Not a lot. A lot. A lot. Like it, it, some things really happened to where we had to, whew, it was a tough time. And then we didn't, I think that he went through a bit of postpartum as well. Cause men do have that. And I honestly too, I mean, as a husband, father, one of the things is like, Y'all made the decision. He's out hustling at the job. Right. You home. But at the same time, as soon as he comes home, you ready. Like, yo, hold the baby for a second, yeah. please. But he's trying to de-stress. That's how it was for me. Yeah. Like, you're trying to de-stress from work. You might need that 30 to an hour. Right. But it's like, no. Like, you've been in the crib all right. day all with day. this crying, screaming baby. <laughs> like, yo, here, hold this you baby. You ate your own lunch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 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 It's a little different. So, but... This is this is important for for young married couples that are or couples that are getting to the stage with babies. It's it's another it's another change and another dynamic. Yeah, and I mean just our own like dynamic in general, like because people would kind of associate this with the 1950s, like the way my husband and I live. Like you know, he still pays all the bills, mm-hmm. and um, he won't let me pay mm-hmm. any bills, mm-hmm. even though I've asked now. Mm. Um, but I, you know, take care of the house. I take care of the kids. Like, that's just our roles. Yep. But that's what works for us. Yes. Um, but it took me a little while to kind of, like, accept my part. Because, again, you know, I used to cry to him all the time. Like, I feel like I'm not doing enough because, you know, you're paying all the bills and I'm just here. And he's like, you, you're doing your part by taking care of our son. He doesn't have to be with anyone else. He's with you. You're the best person to care for him. Um, So it took me a while to kind of like accept and own being a housewife. But then I was like, let me modernize this shit a little bit. Like, Mm. you know, Mm. because again, you look at imagery from back in the day and like housewives with these like fancy clothes and these martini glasses. (laughs) And, you know, they're out (laughs) hanging out with their girlfriends while the kids at school, blah, blah, blah. Don't get me wrong. I do that sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, nah, let me start a business. Okay. Let me show you guys that, you know, being a housewife is not all what 
what everyone thinks it is that we're sitting here on the on the sofa doing nothing you know um so i started up my clothing brand again in 21 and it it was a hit i mean um tabitha brown like sold me out a couple times which was dope um but then it's been it's been up from there like i that rock bottom moment was hard it was hard on the marriage um but i'm happy it happened because then i was reborn as shaquita and then that's when i really started to kind of like embrace the city and just you know like live you know i was here and i was um working in fashion and all this and it almost kind of like made everybody back home feel like oh she's living this glamorous life but i was sad you know i was like i I was having the most seizures than i had ever had in my life you know from all the stress and being lonely and you know i was running back and forth to cleveland like crazy because i couldn't even stand to be here because i was by myself all the time yeah you know um and to think, you know, I didn't even think I was going to find a husband, let alone have two kids. <laughs> <laughs> Here you are. Are you done? Right. Are you done? I, you think I, you're done? No, no. No. We're trying to get a bigger place. We okay. both want one, one more. Oh, one wow. more. Okay. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm team three. But just know you go from man to man defense to zone. Because you outnumbered. <laughs> That's what That's he the, said. Yeah, That's exactly what my husband said. See, we can manage this. But if yeah. the third one comes, that means we outnumbered. Yep, yep. <laughs> but I'm, I'm all for the three. Listen, I have names picked out and everything. Nice. I'm, I'm ready. But we just need a bigger place. But. So, I mean, at least now you found this beautiful outlet, mm-hmm. right? So your passion could live and be put out into the, the world. Yeah. Clothing is one thing, but the hat, the hat, the hat line that landed. Yeah. Right. How's that going so far? I can't even tell you um, how happy I am to even be doing this. I didn't even care if nobody bought it. Um, to be honest with you, because I've wanted a hat line for years. Like I told you, I took millinery yes. in school, and you know, hats were my thing. Um, in all of my fashion shows um, for Fashion Week, like there were always super crazy hats um, nice. that I just made out of some wild materials. But, you know, to actually be able to put some hats into production, I didn't care if nobody bought them. I just <laughs> wanted to wear them, you know? Um, and they like, they really hit, yeah. you know? And yeah. again, there were people from all over the country, like just, I, I want a piece of that. So, um for me it's just like it's super dope um and then it's just it's nice to be able to um like have a product that can be inclusive because everybody can wear a hat yes with when it came to me trying to find a factory who can make clothing for extra small to 5x they're like nah we can't do that (laughs) we gotta charge you extra for grading and i'm like why (laughs) you know like yeah just run it It was so frustrating to me. Like, it, I just spent and wasted so much money, like, trying to find somebody t- who could do all of it. And now, you know, the hats are just it. I wanted to ask, did you cut your fro hook for the hat line? Like, was I did that, not. It, it was not even connected. It was legit <laughs> out of necessity. Because I don't know if you see how much hair my kids have. Yes. And on wash day, I was... Oh yeah, I was you done. Got, yeah. So I was like, someone's hair has to go. <laughs> <laughs> and I legit looked at my husband and I was like, today's the day. He's like, like, like right now. Wow. And I was like, it has to go now. I literally can't do another wash day with for the three of us. That's I wild. just can't. That's wild. But then it. I mean, if my husband, my husband was that emoji with the stars. With the- <laughs> Because the minute he saw me with no hair, he was like, God damn. I was like, I know. I know. It's the right move. Now that anybody could pull it off. That's the whole reason. He was probably like, oh, snap. Yeah, it's worked. (laughs) It's worked. You better watch out this winter. (laughs) But that's the hats. Hello. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I want to talk about your nonprofit. Okay. Right? Because what influenced you to kind of then have a mission through everything so uh when i was going through postpartum depression with my son i was trying to find like a 
reason to get out of the house. So mm. I was like every day Googling like mom events around the city. Okay. So everything that came up was like these events on the Upper East Side, Upper West Side, mostly white women. Yeah. <laughs> and again, not saying that I was showing up disheveled, but I felt disheveled, okay. you know, because I was just like, I'm, I haven't slept. I'm, I'm a mess. And I wanted to say that out yeah. loud. Like, I wanted to be able to tell somebody else. And they'd be like, bitch, I know. Almost me too. Like, almost like an AA group. Yes. So, mom, <laughs> yeah. I understand you. Let me tell you what. No, seriously. That was the vibe That's I wanted. Yeah. But all those women up there were just like, oh, motherhood's so beautiful. I love being a mom. And I'm just like, am I in a twilight life. zone? It's giving soft life. <laughs> right. Very much yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just like it's kind of hard right now. I hated it. Yeah. So I was like, let me start my own. There you go. So that's what I did. I didn't want to quote unquote say it was for black moms. Yeah, yeah. But it was literally a space for us to come and talk shit about our kids and our husbands. <laughs> and that's what we do. <laughs> I kid you not. That's it. That's it. It was needed. And then you go home, refresh. Hello, children. Yes. How are you? Yes. Mommy missed you so much. Yes. But, you know, whatever happens there stays there. You know, there's always cocktails, uh-huh. mocktails. Mocktails uh, for you. Food, yes. You know, and that was really the mission. It's just for, like, on a serious note, for black moms, but moms in general, to have, like, a safe space, which is my podcast in mm-hmm. particular, mm-hmm. a safe space to come and, you know, feel the connection with other moms because motherhood is not easy on any level and at any level. Like newborn life, teen life, even if your kids are grown it's and they got wild. their own kids, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. So literally every mom that attends, there's always some other mom who has either been through what they're about to go through or vice versa like so everybody could connect on a different level and that's what i really wanted just raw like open honest motherhood yeah not this like you know i I don't even know what to call that (laughs) because it wasn't real to me it wasn't i was just like we we need a safe space and that wasn't it what's the name of your podcast for the ladies who want to check it out the mothers out there modern housewives there you go. <laughs> Everything lands together. Yep. Everything's together. Now I did want to ask you, this was from our producer Ryan, his wife Stacy wanted to know with the hat line, who do you envision like who's someone you want to see wearing your hats right now? Erica Badu, okay. hands down. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. See you it. can see it, right? All day. Mm-hmm. All day. Yeah, so hopefully she listens to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, you never know. <laughs> you never know who's listening to what. <laughs> for sure because i'm like yo I, w- I would just be so honored i think she's so dope i i love her style um like it puts me in the, I, I don't know it's kind of like the same category of like a grace jones mm, you know yes. she she has no limits and she's just like you know just fly i just love it i love her style um some people mistaken, mistake me for her from the back sometimes. Oh, wow. It's so weird. Wow. But, um... They, would they shout Erica? <laughs> they no, like, because they, they walk up next to me. Oh, and they they're like, to see if it's... Oh, I thought you were Erica Badu. Wow. You wow. think she'd be out here walking amongst the common <laughs> folks? <laughs> They'd be like, I could only hope. <laughs> Just lollygagging. <laughs> Looking for Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> How much of an influence has she been overall to you and your your fashion sense? Is she one of the people that make you say, I, I could take these risks? Um, I don't want to say that she's been a huge fashion influence, but like her music, yes. um, I listen to every day. Wow. So um, she just kind of like speaks to me like in in that vibe. Top, um, top three Erica songs. Ooh. <laughs> Top you, three. you asking me names of the top, songs? Top, don't sing them. Because I was about to say, I can't sing that well, but I'll sing them. <laughs> um, well, Next Lifetime, okay. I don't even know if that's the name. I think um, that's the name that was like from her first album, right? Yeah. Next um, Lifetime. I guess I see you next lifetime. Yes, it's so smooth. <laughs> um, 
Well, all of them are actually. Why am I drawing a blank? Like this is wild. It's um, a pop quiz. That's why you listen every I day. Know. So it's like, what's on the playlist? Um, back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Back. Oh, I ain't gonna sing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and what's another one? I don't know. I can't think <laughs> of. The, I can't think. All right, so outside of Erica, this is the last question I got for you. Top five singers for you. Top five singers. Yeah, top five singers. Does that have to be male or female? Or nah, it could be whatever. Okay, so. It's your top five. Um, I'm going to say Erica Badu, mm-hmm. uh, Maxwell. Because mm. uh, I'm, I'm very old school. That's fine. Um, so I, I'm going to have to go with Al Green. Um, okay. Um, and. Uh, That's three. I gotta go to the Apple Music. You bugging? <laughs> we, we can stop at three. Can, that's okay. a good. That's a good three. Okay. I, 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 <laughs> yo, my wife was dying to see Maxwell, and I took her. It was a Maxwell Nas tour. It was like the most random combination to me, but I got to see Nas. You got mm-hmm. to see Maxwell. Oh, Perfect. Yeah, it was dope. It was dope. My husband is a huge fan of Nas. There you go. See, y'all, y'all should have been at that concert. Should too. have been. Y'all was probably with the I didn't babies. know about <laughs> it. Nah, nah, I think that was baby years. That's probably like 2017, 18. So. Listen, if you see me back then, I had the baby strap to my chest. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere that's everywhere it. that's it but no it's um it's been a pleasure and i think that's it no. <laughs> <laughs> i feel we could unwrap liz we have a part two <laughs> but i think no for everyone that hasn't been following you where can they find you um so my instagram is the t-h-e-e modern housewife and why mm-hmm and my brand is art, A-A-R-T underscore NYC. Is that the website too, if they want to go get some fits right now? ArtNYC.com. That's it. So, The Modern Housewife, Shaquita Garcia, thank you very much. It's Blue Dope.